0: Hello guys, you're very welcome along to Heartlines to Shane again and this is episode 26. Now for this episode I want to go back in time a little bit because at the start of my, in the first few episodes I was talking about my trip to Nepal and lucky enough I have a gentleman who is from Nepal and he is very much involved in Nepal society here in Ireland. He is President of Nepal-Ireland Society, his name is Dipesh Shakya. How are you doing Dipesh, how are you doing, are you well? Hi, not bad, thanks Shane, thanks for having me. No worries, anytime. I'm just wondering, okay, because when I went to Nepal, Depesh, I was kind of of the mind that for me, it was a place I'd, I'd never uh, think of going to. I, I felt it was a place that was a very uh, much uh, a place that was quite untouched, you know, as in it wasn't quite India. It wasn't as busy and as, as, as manic and, and crazy meant people as India, but it still had the the cultural traits that India has. Um when did you come to Ireland and have you always been fascinated with Ireland as a place, culturally or historically?
1: Yeah, so um, so I came here early 2000. Um, okay. I, I didn't plan specifically on coming to Ireland. So it so happened that I came uh, here for the study, uh, my master's, um, got a scholarship here. And so I came here to study. And after coming here to Ireland, so I find it pretty... Uh, homely and what, what i feel so I, I since i came here i never felt uncomfortable i felt always welcomed I, so it didn't feel like you were in a different culture so i got kind of uh got sucked into the way of life the culture and so on so i think um so what i see means i don't feel i didn't feel like i am in a different culture or different environment. It was a uh, homely uh, sort of uh, an environment.
0: Okay. And when you're growing up, did you know geographically where Ireland was and on the map? Or or, or did you know much about our, the Irish culture or history from um, when growing up in Nepal?
1: No, to be honest. Um, so Ireland is a little bit confusing. Uh, so uh, when I was growing up, uh, I had heard about Ireland. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I had always associated it with the UK. At some point, uh, I might have thought about like Ireland is a part of UK. There is always confusion, right, I means Northern Ireland and Ireland. And mm-hmm. so I did have that confusion. I, I wasn't clear, to be honest with you. So once <clears throat> uh, I, it was. I decided that I'll be coming here. Then I started to learn more about Ireland, and it kind of uh, was fascinating. So, uh, at one point, uh, so actually, I heard about the Ireland uh, more closely rather. So, one of my teachers he mentioned about Ireland, and I think he graduated from Ireland, and he was suggesting me means Ireland could be one of the uh, destinations for higher education. So in that sense, um, so that's where I got my, uh, yeah, Ireland kind of uh, attracted me in some way. And, and then finally I'm here. So Ireland for other people, like my friends, when I tell about Ireland, so they say, okay, it's part of the UK, but I had to basically explain to them, look, this is a different, Ireland is an island. And there is a Northern Ireland, this is the Southern Republic of Ireland, and this is UK, this is how it is geographically structured. So yeah, I mean, this is, there is a bit of a confusion. And one of my efforts at the moment is to basically introduce Ireland to Nepal and culturally um, as a country and the peace people and so on. That's why personally I'm kind of uh, very much involved in promoting Nepal in Ireland. As well as promoting Ireland
0: in Nepal. That's good. Yeah, I noticed you were you're involved when you were living in Nepal. Were you promoting Nepal as a destination for Ireland, or have you always just been promoting Nepal as destination uh, to go to from Ireland? Uh,
1: tourism wise, um, so I kind of I, I was uh, um, until recently I was rep- representing officially uh, as a representative for Nepal Tourism Board. Um, so, in that, uh, with that gap, um, I was uh, promoting Nepal in Ireland. And also, uh, <clears throat> it's not only one way. Um, so, having, um, so getting involved with and in society is more like a two way thing. So, uh, the thing is getting in connection with the uh, Irish people here, uh, trying to uh, promote Nepal and its culture to the Irish community here and to the country here as well as getting in touch with the Irish people who are currently in Nepal mm-hmm. uh, so getting in touch with uh, Irish consul there um, and then mm, basically uh, see what can be done to promote Ireland in Nepal and I, I've been in touch with uh, Irish uh, expats in, in Nepal and we. So we are, so myself, I'm trying to see if there is a kind of a society that we can establish there as a counterpart of Nepal and society. And then through that, we can do more programs and events to further uh, promote Ireland in Nepal.
0: That's good. So you have a cross-cultural thing going on there. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Now, when I went when I went to Nepal, I I actually went through a company called EIL. Do you know them? They they work. They send people on volunteering experiences inter- and yeah, intercultural yeah, experiences. Mm-hmm. They're based in Cork City, and uh, they do good work because they get you to experience a life or a, a world outside of your own. Because when I went to Nepal, I was very wet behind the ears. I'd never been to Asia before. I arrived in Kathmandu oh. in Tribivan Airport. And I was just totally okay. like at sea. I was like, I was waiting to be picked up in the airport and I was just whisked off to Kathmandu. And Kathmandu is a very bustling city. You know, like it's just people, you know, tuk-tuks, buses, people are on the go, 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 go. And it, it just was a, a different world to me. And, and it, was a, it was a big culture shock for me, but I didn't accept it was a culture shock. I just thought I, I could adapt to it, you know? But it, it's for me, it was a different world, but... For you over here, that's good that you don't find it's so much of a different world for you and that you, you've actually fit in quite well over here, you know? Because over there, it would t- it t- it took me t- a bit of time to um, adapt, you know, because different cultures, you know, just different, and, d- and different languages as well. We, we try to learn the language as well.
1: Right. I think um, going from here to there would be a culture shock, I can understand, mm-hmm. because one is language, and that mm-hmm. is the main part. And the second thing is... Um, Culture as well. And also, now if you are going to Kathmandu, it will be more culture, soft, I would say, mm-hmm. because even the population, the size of the population, as you say, it's a bustling city, right? Means um, it's Nepal is more centralized uh, mm-hmm. rather than centralized. Um, so many people from across the country are in Kathmandu, in the capital, for work purpose and for various other reasons. So it is a bustling city. It is. Uh, Is a never uh, sleeping city, I would say, uh, in in a different way, right? So yeah, that that would be a culture shock from uh, going from here to there. Uh, But now, one thing I would like to stress is the people there and here. I can compare that on the same level. The both people, both community, both uh, people from both countries are very welcoming. I agree. Very warm-hearted, and from the hospitality-wise a very uh, giving nature. So uh, I think from that sense, uh, that's why I didn't feel that much of a strange or being in a foreign land uh, when coming to Ireland. Yeah. So uh, it's the culture and all those things are keeping that aside. The most important thing is how people treat you. Yeah. So that counts the most. And if, you, you, you come here or you go somewhere else, everything is okay, you don't have any problem, but the people you deal with, it's not that welcoming, uh, you don't feel comfortable. No. But that's, I never felt that way, so it's all welcoming. And Nepal, if you go there, probably you might have experienced yourself, uh, they are very hospitable, hospitable, and so you probably might have experienced their welcoming nature.
0: The people were great, I found the people are very warm, just like the Irish people are, are are known for to being very like open to people and, and like welcoming, you know, and that's that's kind of what we're that's like our our motto, you know, our our land of a thousand welcomes. Yeah. Whereas Nepal. I remember I went for a trek and I seen a sign and it said Nepal and it's it's in abbreviated terms said, Never ending peace and love. I love that little saying yeah. because it's so true. I met lots of people who you kind of are very touching, you know, and very um yeah. very pleasant you know just very uh just down-to-earth kind of people now do you um do you know um how many people are people are in the nepalese community in ireland
1: we don't have an official stat, um but going by just uh, the number um based on the people we know and the mm-hmm. people I know that who is where, so I I would say it would be around 15 to 2,000 people, 1,500 to 2,000, so it's across all over Ireland, so most of them are uh, based in Dublin, and there are a few in Tipperary, uh, Cork, Galway, and Port as well, and different other places, yeah, most of them are in Dublin.
0: And when you came over to Ireland, what did you study first, What, what did you come to study?
1: Yeah, it was uh, engineering. Um, it was uh, engineering in electronics and computer systems.
0: Ah, so you're, you're a bright spark. <laughs> <laughs> now, tell me this. Um, I uh, Well, I kind of got trying to answer that question myself. And why do you think people choose Nepal uh, or, or, or Nepalese people choose Ireland over European countries? You kind of answer that question. It's kind of just a warm heartedness and, and the fact they don't feel they're going to be uh, ostracized in any way they're going to feel like they're, they're out they're left no. out of the community sort of thing you know
1: yeah no uh, yeah so people always excellent my, my experience right mm-hmm. um, having come here and being familiar uh, with the society and being connected with the people here so the some of the regions, uh, I would say is people of course right it's very uh, welcoming uh, warm hearts uh, no such um, uh, different look that means you are welcome basically you feel like you are in your second home right yes yeah you don't feel like being a foreigner so that's one thing and the second thing is uh language um so english being the main language in ireland so that would be one of the another factors uh, that kind of helps and also now you might not mm, Uh, believe, or you might probably laugh, but I like the weather here. (laughs) The the reason being, uh, the reason is, um, it's not like in the winter, it's not that cold. Like two, three, or minus one, it's not that bad, means it doesn't snow, right? Like in Canada or somewhere else. And in summer, I feel it very perfect. Uh, You need a blanket when you sleep and you don't have a fan and you don't have an AC or you don't need one. And that is really perfect means for me, it means you don't get sun that often, but for me that's okay. I like it. We could be so, when people talk about uh, weather in Ireland, so the one simple uh, explanation I give is I don't have a fan at home. So that's what the weather is like, I think uh, that's, for me that's good it means it's not that very warm, like if you go to New York now, uh, you'll be sweating, right? So yeah. it's here at
0: the moment has gotten quite humid over the last couple of summers i've noticed in ireland but not not in the uh, uh, the extremes of maybe in the you know the the south of nepal you know like the uh, west Rampur, oh, yeah very humid she very yet,
1: that is horrible it's 39 mm. uh, 34 it's, it's difficult but going from uh, having lived in ireland for long and you, if you go to kathmandu you feel hot it's very warm
0: do you get home? Do you get home as often as you like, or do you do you try to get get back to Nepal occasionally?
1: Yeah, I do. Um, so once in a year, for sure, I try to go as often as I can. Um, now, due to this current situation, yeah, uh, it's been due. Actually, it's been past one year. I was thinking to go last uh, December. Um, it didn't happen. So hopefully, once this ends, uh, I can travel again.
0: Now, also, whereabouts yeah. in Nepal are you from? Are you from the, the the middle of Nepal, or are you from the south? Oh, no, I'm, I'm I'm from Kathmandu. Oh, Kathmandu! Ah, okay, such so a city. So yeah, I, I'd say as, yeah. I, I'd say come from Kathmandu. I'd say, as you said, like come to, from Kathmandu to Dublin. Okay, I, 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 Dublin. I'd imagine is a less more less stressful city.
1: Would you say? The Population wise, is of course lesser here yes. than in Kathmandu. Yeah. And bustling the way the lifestyle is in Kathmandu, as you say, right, means always moving, go 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 drive. Yeah, uh, it's not like you know, I means people are on their own pace working, and they have their work life, uh, their family life. Everything is all balanced. Uh, I I don't feel that much stressed uh, coming uh, to to Ireland. Mm-hmm. It's a
0: now, you're the president of Nepal-Ireland Society. Tell me about the Nepal-Ireland Society. I'll tell the listeners about the, the society there.
1: So, Nepal-Ireland Society, um, we, uh, it was established in 2002. So, basically, at the start, we kind of focused only on, um, for the Nepalese community in Ireland, by like celebrating uh, New Year, Nepalese New Year, uh, so Nepalese festivals, and so on. So starting 2011, we thought, okay, we need to connect with the Irish community. Now we don't have an embassy here, resident embassy in mm-hmm. Ireland, and it's in London. And due to that, uh, we don't have a, a connection with the community at any sort of level. So like not with the people to people, or maybe there is an individual, a personal contact. That's a different thing. Community to community, there wasn't any such a connection and our level, there was nothing there and a government level, maybe at some embassy, but no formal physics and so on. so we started in uh, two thousand and eleven with a with an interaction program where we uh, invited uh, uh, around twelve uh, NGOs who were who were working in Nepal at the time, most of them still do and we we did we didn't know them so we uh, so I was basically doing a google search and try and take in, talk up those information, rang them, send them email, and 12 organizations uh, turned up. I think one of them was EIL as well. That's where that EIL that you mentioned earlier was familiar to me. Mm-hmm. So that's a very uh, successful event. That's uh, where we started uh, some formal connection at community level. And from since then, we, uh, uh, we started organizing different events, uh, mostly tourism promotion. And tourism promotion would be an event, but we'd be inviting a lot of different uh, people from different backgrounds and, uh, and also the dignitaries as well, like the uh, Lord Mayor of Dublin and deputies and so on. So, and in around 2013, uh, we started organizing Nepal-Ireland Day uh, that we organize every day and we get like six to seven thousand uh, in Phoenix Park and family. So unfortunately that didn 't happen this year due to the current situation uh, yeah that 's how we, we uh, so th- th- that 's uh, how we started and we have been doing so different events and, and that helped us to establish people to people connection uh, people level uh, contact and then uh, we went on to establish nepal island alliance it 's not a registered organization as such it 's just a virtual follow, and in that uh, in that for forum, we have 17 or 18 different organizations, mostly NGOs, universities. And that is basically a platform where you share your experience uh, of Nepal. And if you are doing any projects, you can share your ideas and thoughts and get some uh, suggestions, uh, help from there. So that helped us to build organization level contact. And that was number two. And the number three was government government level contact. And in 2016, we met with Kamporla. And Kemporla um, basically assured that uh, he will help to establish Ireland Nepal Parliamentary Friendship Group. So, with Kemporla's help, uh, it was finally established in 2017. Since then, Kemporla uh, visited uh, Nepal in 2019. That was the first high level official visit from Ireland to Nepal, or from or either way. So, uh, yeah, so with that, uh, now there are like a lot of different activities ongoing. Uh, people to people to people
0: uh, uh, organization level and the government level context. So that's how what uh, we are focusing on at the moment. I mean, yeah, I heard a, a stat today that one person eight in Ireland is not it wasn't born in Ireland because our Ireland of maybe twenty years or even thirty years ago was a different Ireland from today. We're very much a multicultural society, and the fact that you're from Nepal and you have this this community. And you're building up these strong relationships with the government. It 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 has to be good for the country because it shows the diversity, you know.
1: Yeah, I mean, so um, the good thing is, uh, yeah. So we um, connect with people here, and that Mm -hmm. is the culture. Uh, And so we bring in some cultural aspects of Nepal and introduce to the uh, community here, to the people here. And we need to. So personally, I would like to thank Southwold County Council. And Dublin City Council, County Council and Fingal County Council, they have mm-hmm. helped a lot uh, financially in organizing different events, especially South Dublin County Council. Mm-hmm. And also now the fact that we do this um, Nepal Island Day in Framley, uh, we don't pay anything. So the government, uh, uh, OPW, has provided us that venue, uh, this, the use venue, right? Um, for free every year so that's we are very thankful to the government of ireland for giving us that platform and giving us an opportunity opportunity to uh, promote uh, the country and the culture here
0: and what what date is 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 the, the, isn't the, normally the, the nepal ireland day what date is it usually yeah we
1: do uh no, it's first week of september okay on sunday so this year we were uh, planning to do on 6th of september um, that didn't happen. Uh, so, but we we are thinking to do uh, of uh, online version. So maybe at the end of this month. So we haven't made a decision yet. So we'll be announcing it soon. So at the end of uh, this month.
0: So has most of your uh, activity be, have been brought online since since lockdown since COVID?
1: Yes, uh, we have organized like uh, three, four events online. Like for example, uh, we celebrated our 18th anniversary of the establishment of Nepalan society on June. Uh, uh, we had uh, ambassador, uh, his excellency ambassador, Nepal's ambassador to Ireland and UK. Uh, he uh, came online uh, on June and uh, gave a keynote speech and we had different people from Nepal and from Ireland um participating in that event and also we established ireland Nepal chamber of commerce recently and that was also on june
0: oh now so most of your activity now yeah like a lot of people i guess have, have been brought online have you how, have you found it how have you found it adapting to could be doing the events online versus um you know face to face
1: now uh to be honest uh for organizations like nepal and society where you do not have a constant stream of funding um, doing it online is much much uh, easier and cost effective uh, not cost effective; it is like a zero cost doing online and the effectiveness is in some cases the same or even more i just to give an example this 18th anniversary that we uh, anniversary that we celebrated um, so we had uh, people from Nepal and a few other countries, Germany, France and His Excellency Ambassador participating from the UK. So if we were to do the same event in Dublin, in person, none of them would have been there. So that is like, it is a time saving and you get more people. And also you don't have any cost involved. So yeah. if you are organizing an event, you have to pay for the hotel, for the venue, for food and all those things. Mm-hmm. It's like in two hours, everything is done. You'll get the same level of interaction, same level of connection and zero cost and very lesser amount of time. Mm. So I would say this virtual thing, especially this platform provided June by Zoom June is a very, uh, I don't know, it's a, it's a it's a gift for society, like organizations like the Nepal society. I, I, I would put it that way.
0: Okay. Now, you're also, or, or, why are you? Are you still the coordinator of the Ex- uh, ne- Experience Nepal? Yeah.
1: So, this Experience Nepal cuisine and culture that is an initiative launched by Nepal Tourism Board. So, it is mostly uh, for uh, promoting Nepalese cuisine all over the world, and also to promote Nepal, Nepal's tourism. So, this is promoting Nepal tourism via cuisine and culture. So I'm still the coordinator and so I've been um organizing more like a virtual events uh via facebook and to some uh, different events online and we have a website uh, if you go to experience nepal dot com dot com is an official uh, website of Nepal tourism board this is kind of a sub domain and there you'll find uh, different um uh, Mm, different uh, activities, the news, and so on. And also we have uh, built a uh, Nepalese restaurant database in Europe and the rest of the world, plus restaurant
0: database there. That's good, yeah. No, no speaking of cuisine, yeah, I meant when I went to uh, Nepal, I was eating a lot of dal. And I'd never known what dal was, like lentil soup and rice right. and takari. Uh, this, it's very hearty food, you know. But one of my favorite foods uh, I tasted in Nepal was um, momo. Momo, yeah. I love Momo. Momo, so like beef, Momo, Momo. is
1: uh, the most popular uh, cuisine of Nepal. Yeah. Uh, we have this saying like if you go to a restaurant, you kind of uh, go through the menu from top to bottom and then finally you order Momo.
0: Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's I love it. It's like little dumplings. Uh, I love it. Just see just me and you, what, what, what's your favorite Nepalese restaurant in Dublin?
1: Uh, all of them are equally good. Um, okay. I've be means, uh, so, because all of these restaurants that we have, uh, Lumanti in Rathgar, you have Pansegar in Cavendish, mm-hmm. and you have Craft Kitchen Diwali, and few other restaurants uh, in in Dublin and other parts of Ireland as well. We have one in Galway and okay. Hork, and so they uh, provide their own taste. Um, so it won't. So we we kind of provide uh, this mix. Food there, you will still find dalvat, momo, and everything there. So you will uh, find some Indian food as well, because as you said earlier about the cultural mix. Yeah. uh, Yeah. So that's a kind of a mix between the two. But uh, even that, you will still find some authentic Nepalese food in all restaurants. So it means uh, I would suggest uh, and recommend all your listeners uh, to basically go to. Uh, to visit one of the Nepalese restaurants, any is okay. So you will definitely get to taste some different food. And since I've been promoting Nepalese cuisine, so that would be my top. Well, they're, they're quite actually.
0: Cool. I must check, must, must look into that. Now, how has lockdown restrictions affected your ability to promote Nepal? Like, uh, how has Nepal, Nepal been affected with lockdown? Are they still in lockdown or is there... Is, well, there Nepal,
1: been- uh, unfortunately... Uh, now, currently, the situation is a little bit, uh, uh, not little, it's, it's kind of uh, worse at the moment. So, when the things were bad here, uh, we didn't have that many uh, in, in Nepal. So, there were like affected, number of affected, affected people, right, like in tens only, mm-hmm. five, six, and so on. There were not many, there were no... Uh, such uh, restrictions as we did go on a lockdown, um, but we didn't have that many affected people. Now, uh, currently we have I think around fifteen hundred to two thousand daily affected uh, people mm. who have tested COVID nineteen positive, and it's going up, and hopefully it will come down soon. Um, yeah, this this um, issue has brought country to its knee, like especially in the tourism sector. So mm. all hotels are uh, literally at uh, zero business and restaurants and all those they are hugely impacted and unfortunately what's happening is uh, these businesses were <clears throat> in the uh, tourist hub uh, tamil you might have been there and they mm-hmm. are leaving places uh, they are shifting they are just closing down their business or shifting somewhere else uh, so things like that. It is uh, it is uh, very bad at the moment. Uh, I, I would say this is temporary. Uh, so uh, so six, as you said, six to seven months. Uh, hopefully, we'll be back. And yeah, yeah from the tourism promotion side, um, it has affected. Uh, we are still continuing to do uh, continuing to do few stuff uh, online. And since there is not much movement from the tourists uh, and the number of tourists uh, traveling or going on holiday. Uh, So there isn't so much impact at this point. So but still we are continuing our effort. So it's kind of uh, Hoping that people will choose Nepal after COVID-19 when this everything goes away
0: Yeah, we don't really have we don't have a time a time frame of when this is gonna change There's no vaccine. There's as There's many 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 things at play, you know, that we can't control Now, yeah Whilst this is the case, and, and it's it's hard to know what the future uh, holds, what are your future plans for the Nepal Ireland Society? Anything, any events coming up that you you want to, want the listeners to know?
1: So, um, <coughs> so Nepal and Society. Now um, yeah, we have Ireland Nepal Chamber of Commerce as well. So, <coughs> um, so Nepal Society and Ireland Nepal Chamber of Commerce will kind of go in go side by side. <coughs> Nepal and Society. We will focus mostly on the cultural side, connecting people to people. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ireland-Nepal of Chamber uh, Chamber of Commerce will be on the business side, trying to promote uh, trade and investment between two countries. It's not only trade and investment, it would be more on the education side as well. So we plan to be, uh, bring uh, more students from Nepal to Ireland, which kind of contributes to Irish economy to so, some le- level, uh, as well and also we are trying to bring um, like the research collaboration to new police University things like that and the trade and investment will be the one of the main focus we have at this point to Ireland nepal Chamber of Commerce and Nepal and society uh, will be focusing on culture promotion we'll be uh, looking at um, organizing high level visits uh, so last year Cam went to Nepal uh, with his team and we are planning to bring in his counterpart, or maybe some uh, minister, uh, so ministry level visits at some point. So, and th- that's how things kind of build up. So, that's what we're trying to focus on at the moment.
0: That's good to hear. Now, have you got any uh, social media presence? Are you on Instagram, uh, Facebook?
1: Uh, uh, yeah, we are on Facebook. Uh, if you search for, we are on Facebook and we have a website. Uh, if you just search for Nepal Island Society on Google, yeah Uh, that will be the first link Uh, i think it's our website first link, and maybe second or third link will be our facebook page okay and uh, we have a link to our facebook page from our website so if you uh, type in the violent society on google uh, go to our website that will be the first link and from there you can go to our facebook page we keep on updating our activities posting our activities on our facebook page and also Mm -hmm. if you go to our website you will see all our uh, activities in the past, uh, with, uh, pictures and some, uh, press releases and news there.
0: Yeah. I must, I, I told myself, I'll, I'll go and check out one of your events, but I haven't had the chance and now COVID's come in. So definitely had to have an opportunity to go to phys- a physical event, but definitely, um, in the future, I want to go and, and, uh, go to one of your events and, and and support, support in Nepal or in society, because it's kind of it changed my life, uh, going to Nepal because I, I got to see a beautiful country, and I got to see uh, a different uh, cultural, historical place that, that like, you know, opened my eyes to, you know, a beautiful place in Asia and uh, the people, you know. So I definitely will try to support it in the future.
1: Yeah, I mean, through uh, your uh, program here, I would like to basically request all your listener, listeners uh, to visit Nepal. Uh, of yeah. course, after uh, this uh, whole situation is over. And if you are going to that part of the country, world, uh, maybe in India or Thailand make a uh, detour and visit Nepal means uh, I'm sure as you found it um, I'm sure that people will find it very uh, enthralling uh, it's a different it will definitely be a different experience I can tell you that and um, something I would not think that type of culture that type of uh, environment like the people um, homeliness I would say mm-hmm. uh, I think uh, you will find that thing in the rest of the world, it means other parts of the country, at least uh, that part of the world. So, so yeah, so that would be my recommendation and request uh, to all your listeners.
0: Julie noted, yeah, I hope I hope they, they listen in and definitely one day go to Nepal and experience well, what you, you grew up uh, experiencing and also what I got to experience for five weeks, you know, back, in t- back 10 years ago. It was July 2010. That was over 10 years I went to Nepal, you know. I must get back someday. Mm. And once again, thank you, uh, Depesh, uh, for coming on for a chat. And um, all right, that's
1: great. Thanks, lovely. Soon. Thanks, lovely.
0: Once again, I'll talk. I'll talk to you soon, Depesh, and um, take it easy. Okay. Cheers. Thanks. I'll see you. Cheers. Bye bye. Cheers. You. That was Depesh Shakya. He is the president of Nepal Ireland Society, and this has been episode twenty six. This is Shane, and this is Heartlines. And very shortly, I'm gonna. Well, actually, I'm gonna take a little, a little, a little hiatus, a few, few weeks off. I don't. I haven't given a definitive on when I'll be back, uh, podcasting again. But if you want to go back and listen to all the episodes beforehand, I'm up to episode 26 now. So got 25 lovely episodes to have a listen back to. And remember, guys, you're always welcome here on Heartlines. Take it easy. Bye bye.